Conversations with Dr. Brenda, Mondays at 10 a.m. Informative. Insightful. Inspiring. And fun. On this episode of Conversations with Dr. Brenda, a conversation with Denise Anderson. Now here's Dr. Brenda. We're glad to have you tuning in. And I have a very, very special spiritual daughter of mine who loves God and loves her spiritual parents and is doing <laughs> great things for the kingdom of God. This conversation will be a blessing to you as you tune in, as we have a conversation with my daughter, Denise <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Denise yes. Anderson. Welcome. Hi, Mom. Hey. <laughs> All right. I mean, I just had a, I just had a little distraction, but I know her name is Denise Anderson. I know you know it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So God is good all the time to us. Amen. So uh, what a privilege, you know, we've been talking throughout the years. Oh my yes. God. We've been through our highs. We've been through our yes. lows. We've seen our <laughs> victories. We've seen yes. the enemy fighting. And raise up his ugly head. Yes. <laughs> but God has been faithful. And, and so we just want to uh, just have a conversation, you know, um, been through so many different things through <laughs> these past three years. We've got all have a, a new look on, you know, what life is. And, you know, we can yes. just cherish the time that God has us still here. You know, there's yeah. something he still wants us to do. There's still uh, many blessings and many uh, victories that we're going to uh, see come to pass in our lives. So mm -hmm. just want to have some time to talk to you, Miss Denise. Just relax, daughter. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Know, relax. Relax, you know, maybe not as much as some of the times we're together, but, you know, just <laughs> relax. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> so tell us, those that are viewing uh, a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do and, you know, how you got started and doing some of the things that you're doing. I know it's a big list, but let's just jump in. Well, um, I got started when I started going to Crenshaw Christian Center back in 1975. I actually have my new members card uh, wow. at that time. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't stick with the word at that time. And so mm -hmm. several years passed and mm -hmm. then I actually, you know, committed myself to the Lord around 83. And okay, I was now, then, Okay, now you're, you're giving me starting at seven in, in, in uh, what did you say? Like the 75? 70, 75, yeah. Right, but you started a little earlier than that. I want to know a little bit about Denise. Oh, okay. <laughs> leading, well, leading up to. <laughs> you know, we, we're comfortable, Actually, so we can just yes. I, where um, you were born, a little bit oh, about your 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 life leading up to. Okay. That's okay. okay. So we can kind of put it all together. Okay. Well, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, wow. I was the second daughter from my father and the third daughter from my mother, and we lived in a small house. Um, by the um, by the dog, the animal hospital. And we had a yard full of trees and bushes, fruit trees and bushes, and we used to go outside and eat the fresh fruit. Uh, we also lived next to my aunt. And my mother and father 
separated sometime around when I was maybe three. And my father moved out to California. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a very gentle kind of a person, although he's opinionated. And he just said he just couldn't take the prejudice anymore in the South. So he moved out here. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years later, I think I was four or five, then we moved out. And so there was the three girls. And then later, my mother got pregnant with my brother, but he died. He was stillborn. And then a couple of years after that, nine years after I was born, then she gave birth to my youngest sister. And so, you know, we didn't, I guess we we were just middle-class people, but of course, you know, you're little, so you don't understand whether you're middle-class or not. And I know um, my parents were church-going people, but we didn't always go to church, but they would always send us to church. So I went to Episcopalian, Presbyterian, you know, whoever, wherever we could walk to, that's where we went. And I think when I was around in the sixth grade, I started going to a Lutheran church and I really liked it because part of that, I mean, the the Episcopalian and the Presbyterian church, you know, they taught and I kind of liked the teaching, but my mother was Baptist. My father was um, AME. And so when the people started, you know, catching the spirit and acting out. I didn't like that. It was really uncomfortable for me. So when I went to the Lutheran church and they just sat and talked, I was like, oh, this is for me. I went to the Lutheran church for a while and then um, different things happened. I fell into drugs and um, got pregnant out of can I interrupt you just a little bit? Let me let me ask. So when you would go to the Lutheran church, when you would go to the Presbyterian church, when you would just walk and, and just go to a, a church, uh-huh. yeah, were your parents encouraging you to go, or was this just something that you wanted to do? Well, you know, my parents encouraged us to go, and I often think back on those Sundays that maybe that was their because we lived in an apartment, two bedroom apartment with three daughters. So maybe that was their private time together. And that's why they sent us to church by ourselves. And at that, during that time, this was in the um, early sixties, you know, you could walk 13, 14 blocks and no one would bother you. But I did have a longing and a desire to go to church and I did very well uh, in the vacation Bible schools and and different activities like that. And I, I did love the Lord. Um, and I remember once telling my mother um, that I didn't feel like I was fit for the earth. And she told me, Denise, you have a call on your life. Now, I don't know if that's a call on your life or not, but that's, I remember her telling me that. But as, as time went on, as I became a teenager, I you know got involved with drugs and got pregnant out of wetlock. And I was homeless for the entire time that I was pregnant with my son uh, because my parents wanted me to go to a home for unwed mothers and to give my child up for adoption. I was 16, Mm -hmm. stupid, and um, I didn't want to give him up for adoption and I didn't want Mm -hmm. to be segregated. I wanted to be with my family, Mm -hmm. but I was also evidently very bullheaded. And so Mm -hmm. I just chose to roam the streets and 
I didn't have any prenatal care for my son until I was about six months pregnant when uh, my future husband, um, mm -hmm. aunt, took me in and, uh, you know, set me up on Medi-Cal and uh, purchased up, we purchased um, a crib and, you know, started buying clothes. That's when I started getting the medical care that I needed. And then once I had my son, and he was a beautiful child, but he had to stay in the hospital for maybe a week or a little more mm -hmm. uh, because of jaundice or whatever. Um, but God really blessed me. And, and I think back mm -hmm. how, you know, the hand of God was on my life protecting me, even in my ignorance. He had a, he had a, a, a vision and a purpose and a destiny for me. But, you know, at the time I didn't understand that. So a couple of months after my son was born, his dad and I got married and we remained married for five years. And then I had my second child, Nia, five years after I had my son, Philip. And mm -hmm. when I was maybe 10 months, uh, when Nia was about 10 months, you know, he was a nice guy and everything, but we were young. You know, okay. I was 22 and he was, you know, 26 or something and he didn't mm -hmm. want to work and we were mm -hmm. doing drugs and he was fooling mm -hmm. around and I just didn't want to live like that anymore. So okay. we broke up and okay. I was single for about 13 years. But mm -hmm. during this time, um, I started going to a church, Pastor Luida, well, actually she's prophetess, prophetess Luida Johnson there in Los Angeles. And she was actually mm -hmm. holding church in her home. I had never met a prophetess. Mm -hmm. And the first uh, time I went to her service at her house, she mm -hmm. just basically read me my life. And I told her, I've never met anyone like you. And mm -hmm. so I joined her church. I was still using drugs. And um, I started tithing. And a lot of good things happened because she believed in tithing. Now, my mother, who is now um, out of the Baptist church because she believed she had a call on her life, but they wouldn't mm -hmm. allow her to minister in the Baptist church. So mm -hmm. she went to the AME church where my father was a member and they allowed her to minister there and ordained her. Um, mm -hmm. So during this time, you know, my mother is there at that church, but she's telling me not to tithe to Pastor Luida. <laughs> But I was seeing how God was changing my life. We would pray and she would say, you know, Denise, the Lord told me to tell you not to cut your hair. And the Lord told me, you know, to tell you that he's going to increase you. Just always encouraging. I got my first new car. Actually, mm -hmm. they took me out there. It was like 40 or 50 miles from where I was accustomed to going and bought a brand <laughs> new car all by myself. And, mm -hmm. you know. It was a stick. I didn't know how to drive it. They drove, they drove it back, uh, okay. you know, to the house. And um, mm -hmm. then my mother taught me how to drive it. And mm -hmm. but then because of my, you know, my mother really insistence on, you know, don't be giving that your money to that lady. I stopped going. And but I'm I'm still doing drugs, and I have forgotten something because every time I would use drugs, I would ask the Holy Spirit to forgive me. So mm -hmm. when I finally told Pastor Luida that I was using drugs, she said, well, you know, Denise, the Lord's never um, revealed that to me. And yeah. I told her, well, I always ask for forgiveness. So she took me 
one Friday night to Sister Sarah, who had a street ministry, several of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we ate and drank red soda water. And I think I <laughs> fell asleep at some point. But since I was the reason that we were all together, Sister Sarah woke me up. And actually, she ministered to me and laid hands on me. And after that, I never had any attraction to drugs again. It was like a miraculous kind of healing. And even okay, wait a minute, back up. You were drinking red soda water <laughs> and you fell asleep. I fell asleep. And then what? Sister she Sarah woke me up. She woke you up. Uh-huh. Because and I then, was really the, the reason that we were all gathered right, there. Of course, right. I didn't know that. Right. And but she how, ministered she to me. She laid hands on you while you were asleep, and then she woke you up, and it just. The, the no, I think she shook me. I think she shook me to wake okay. me up. Yeah. <laughs> but once I was awake, you know, she asked me, uh, the Lord tells me that you're having a challenge. And so okay. then I shared with her what my challenge was. Okay. And she shared with me and prayed and laid hands on me. And from that day to now, I've never had uh, a challenge with drugs ever. And um, uh, after that, I, after I left, I probably went around for a little while and then I went to Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. And then, then in 83 is when I really understood that I really did have a call on my life. I know Pastor Price had ministered one Sunday and the Holy Spirit told me that I was going to be a missionary's wife. Um, and even before I knew that I was going to be married to my husband, um, he showed me where I was going to have a daughter and to name her glory. And, you know, so mm. I had never seen him before, but I was just, okay, Lord. Um, <laughs> so, so then, you know, I, I actually met him in the school of ministry. Now, remember I told you that my first husband and I had been separated for 13 years, mm -hmm. but I had started getting a divorce, but I had not completed the divorce okay. process. Okay. And so I went through the first semester at school. And then before we went to the second semester, we were told that um, if you had any um, unfinished business separations and things like that, you needed to get them resolved. And so I did my divorce myself by just by going to the law library down there in um, LA. Mm -hmm. and but I had only gone to a certain point. So when I actually sought help for completing it, it was completed in like a week. And during that time, my girlfriend and I had gone to a Kenneth Hagen camp meeting Okay. And that summer. And um, that was the summer of, must've been 85 uh, or 86. And um, when I came back, I was divorced. And even though I had gone through the first year of school and I had met my husband, there was no connection or anything like that. And after my divorce was final, it's when he approached me to, uh, you know, to start talking. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But during that time, I, I do have some other testimonies. Before um, I, um, before he, uh, you know, showed any interest in me, I needed a car. And so, but I didn't have the finances for a car. And I know that the Holy Spirit just kept talking to me about going and getting a car, going and getting a car. So I finally did one Sunday evening, I got up and I went to the Ford dealership and they ran my information and they told me you could have any car on the lot, but I didn't have any finances. I, I had $2 in my purse, so, <laughs> but they told me 
you can have this car. So I got an 86 Mercury Sable. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they told me, bring a $2,000 deposit back in two weeks. So I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't say anything to anyone. My, my family knew what, what had gone on. And so I was just believing the Lord. So uh, my sister called the school and talked to um, uh, one of the pastors there. Pastor Pickens, because we were friends with his family and was telling Pastor Pickens how I had, you know, gotten myself into this deal and I didn't have any way to, to pay for it. And so I had never told him that I was Denise McGrew at the time mm -hmm. because he was older than me, but we used to fellowship with his family uh, all the time. And so he called me up in the front of the room. He was like, girl, you didn't tell me. You, Wileen and Fred's daughter, I was like, no, I want you to recognize me for me, not any mm -hmm. kind of connection. Mm -hmm. And so um, he just prayed with me and agreed that I would get the money. And then my mother called and said, I'll give you the $2,000. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me the 2000 I took it up there with my dad and mm -hmm. I made all the car payments. God wow. is really good. Wow. For them to just say you can get any car on here. <laughs> Any car, and you didn't have the money. I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, I went home and my head was hurting. I was like, "What have I done?" But God is faithful. He is Amen. faithful. And mm -hmm. uh, prior to that, when I um, was in the school of ministry, my job changed. So the first year I went to night school, but then my job changed, and I was working at night, so I had to go to school during the day and I was able to participate in classes with Dr. Price. Um, I said that to say, um, in between uh, when I was going to night school and I changed, I would spend three or four hours every night in the intercessory prayer room because school let out at 10 and I needed to be at work at one in the morning. So I would just spend those three hours, four hours, just praying and interceding. And the Lord really ministered a lot of things to me. And one of the things was he told me, he showed me a garage filled with cars and he told me any car you want in this garage, you can have. So when it was time for me to get a car, I wasn't surprised that they did that, but I didn't know how faithful God was either, mm -hmm. but he's faithful. Yeah. He proved himself to you mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. yeah, he did. Wow. And ahead of time, like the Holy Spirit shows you things to come. Yes, he yeah. really did. Wow. And just like with my daughter, um, my youngest daughter, Glory, the Lord told me that I was going to have her. But then um, I started having issues with uh, cervical cancer. And um, they told me that, you know, I needed to have some things done and that I probably wouldn't be able to get pregnant. And I was like, but the Lord told me I was going to have a daughter. And so I went ahead and had the procedure done. And um you know, I wasn't really thinking because I had the procedure done like two weeks before I got married. <laughs> and I was still under the doctor's care on my wedding night. Wow. So that kind of postponed things a little bit. But, you know, the Lord told me that she was going to come in uh, 1989. And she actually did come in 1989. Why? Praise God. It was a blessing. Yep, she's giving God the glory in her yes, name. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, look at exactly. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, glory, yeah. glory, glory to God. And mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. yes. God has been faithful to Denise. 
he, yeah. he has been. Yeah. And so then, you know, uh, we, my husband and I moved up here to Northern California to assist with a pastor that was also in the school of ministry with us. When he graduated, he started a church and he asked us to come up here and assist him. And so we did. Things were a little difficult. And so we left the church and moved out to Pittsburgh and um, attended a church there for about a year. And then um, we decided to start at the time, Eternal Life Christian Church. And so that's what we did. We started the church. I think my daughter, Glory, was um, maybe three at that time. Mm -hmm. And from that time until now, we've still been in the ministry. And, you know, it hasn't been a straight line. It's been some bumps mm -hmm. and, you know, ups and downs. But God, once again, is very faithful. Amen. Well, that's, mm -hmm. that's who he is. And, and when he speaks it out, and so, you know, and I don't want to jump too far, but now, even when uh, either God told you or one of the uh, uh, prophecies mm -hmm. who told you that you were going to be a missionary, because I'm all excited about this Africa <laughs> got opened up for you guys. Well, actually, God told me when he called me, mm -hmm. when he called me, he said, you'll, you're going to be a missionary's wife. Mm -hmm. So when my husband showed interest and we were talking and I asked him what the call was on his life, he said that he was called to be an evangelist. Mm -hmm. So I told him, well, I'm not called to marry an evangelist. I'm called to marry a, a missionary. A missionary. <laughs> and so then he came back later and he said, well, I, I'm called to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And then we talked with Pastor Landry okay. at the time. Oh, and Pastor Landry yeah. said, that, yeah. yes, that mm -hmm. um, some people, depending on how you were raised, mm -hmm. uh, an evangelist is like a missionary. Right. So, okay. Um, so I, I went ahead because I, I knew that if I was having a daughter, if, if I was going to have a daughter and I'm mm -hmm. supposed to be married to a missionary, then I wanted the right father for mm -hmm. my daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's something too, Dr. Brenda, because my daughter has a heart for missions. She actually signed up with an organization called East West, and she was all set and primed to go to, I think, France to start planning churches prior to COVID. Okay. But because of COVID, she, she yeah. wasn't able to go and, you know, they weren't sending any missionaries out. And then she eventually married um, her husband and they moved to Wisconsin mm -hmm. and she started working at a restaurant, um, some restaurant there in Wisconsin, the Cola restaurant or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then she felt that that really wasn't what she was supposed to do. So then she started, cause her husband is a teacher. So mm -hmm. she started teaching at the school where he's teaching. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a degree. She doesn't have teaching credentials, mm -hmm. but then someone in the office told her about a position in another district and she applied for it. And the person told her, I've been praying for you. <laughs> the students of color have been praying for you. Wow. They gave her, I guess they're, they're subsidizing her so that even though she doesn't have teaching mm -hmm. credentials, mm -hmm. the, they actually special made this class for her and her okay. specialty, which is culinary. Mm -hmm. And um, then she found out how many people had been praying for her. And I told her, I said, Glory, 
it's a blessing that you get to go to work every day mm -hmm. knowing that you're an answer to someone's prayer. Right. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. she's got that missionary heart. She's on mm -hmm. a mission field right there in Wisconsin. So right. God is so faithful. Right, right, right. You know, we, we title different things, missionary, evangelist, you know, pastors, teachers, you know, that's the, the fivefold ministry gift, but missionaries, you know, when my whole story with pastor and meeting him and I told him, you know, I don't know, but whoever I marry is going to be in ministry. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was a missionary. I didn't know if mm -hmm. it was going to be an evangelist. You know, I'd ever, all I knew it was ministry. And what you're telling me about glory right now, she's in ministry. She you is. Know, she's in ministry. It's yeah. a mission with, right. that God has her on, whether, right. you know, there or here, Yes, you know, where God places you. And like, that whole confirmation that they've been praying for her, praying, and, praying yes. yes, and and that's whole from you and Paul that anointing is on her, you know, to step into what God has given her to do, and if we can just just know that right. you know God directs our steps, you know, he he really does because um, she's the only black teacher in the whole district and she called not very long ago to thank us for always keeping her in christian school because she said mom you know i felt that the children that the teachers cared for us whether they did or not she said i felt cared for mm -hmm. but she's in a public school system and she's saying these teachers don't care for mm -hmm. their students and yeah. so the students that don't even go to some of their other classes always come to mm -hmm. her classes because they tell her we feel that you care about us and she wow. prays for the students every morning mm -hmm. and she mm -hmm. had a, a counseling just the other day with someone from the old school that she had gotten uh, a little passionate about because the teacher was making a negative comment about a student and so she went to the principal mm -hmm. and shared that she didn't feel that the teacher should mm -hmm. be making these negative mm -hmm. comments not mm -hmm. knowing that now she was going to counsel this guy's grandson and the wow. grandson loves her okay. and so what she told the guy was i care for your son just like i cared for the student in that mm -hmm. other school wow so just to see god moving in her life mm -hmm. it's amazing and you know when mm -hmm. things are all right with your kids they're all right yeah. with you yeah yeah and that's yeah. where we we trust god you know yeah. He gives us his children and they grow up and they kind of do things a little different than when we, but we have to trust God, you know, right. he said the generation of the upright is blessed. That's right. You know, yeah. and they're blessed because of the things we put inside of them. Right. And, and then they can turn around, you know, as it's uh, Proverbs 31, she can turn around and call you blessed. You know, yeah. because you, t you kept her in, you know, yeah. and you only God knows what it takes sometimes to keep kids in a certain school when they oh, want to, yeah. you know, and, and even the different things that people try to put right. on them. Right. But for them to see the hand of God. Yes. You know, in, through it all. And for her to be in a position that she can truly minister yes. to those people there and that they see the gifting of God. Right. They know it's right. God. Yes. You know, they see the salvation of the Lord on her yeah. life. And she's making a difference in the children. I mean, my heart, Denise, just really goes out to the generation kids, you know, mm -hmm. the different schools. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it's just we can only do what we can do. Right. But to just hear that that glory is in a position mm -hmm. to be able to minister 
right. to children that just all they want to know that somebody cares, yes. that somebody is listening to them, that they matter, that a lot of them wouldn't be committing suicide and, mm -hmm. and you know, and going to the drugs or hanging out in the gangs because right. they, they just want to belong. They just yeah. want to matter. And mm -hmm. so for her to be able to do that, that's got to bless your heart. It blesses my heart. It does. I, you know. I was telling my other daughter, I said, I, I didn't think I could be as happy mm -hmm. as I am because my son has been in the Navy since 2001. Mm -hmm. And from the time he's been in the Navy, he was always drinking. And I would, you know, share with him, Phil, I don't think you should drink too much, but I didn't press him. I prayed for mm -hmm. him and everything. And then maybe six months ago, he said, Mom, I've stopped drinking. I thought my heart would explode. <laughs> then I was so happy. God is so faithful. Yeah. And then when glory, the thing with glory, is just like, yeah. it's over the moon. Yeah. But you, know, you continue to sow, you continue to sow, you continue mm -hmm. to do what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. not being distracted by mm -hmm. things. Right. Because God, right. once again, he's faithful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> those are the kind of things that we want to share with others, just that the conversation to just be able to talk about, you know, from where we were here, yes. you know, because all these years I've known you, Denise, I had yes. no idea that you ever was homeless. You know, oh, yeah. that, that's just not, you know, from what I know of you, you right. know, I always see you as that elite, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and, and things happen. Life happens. Life but happens. You know, Dr. Brenda, those things that happen, I didn't allow them to discourage me. Right, right. They just continued to propel me to do whatever it was God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And his hand was on your life from the very yeah. beginning. Yes. You know, Jeremiah says, I knew you in your mother's womb. And, yeah. And just all the different, you know, the story. So I wanted to go back a little bit. I knew you were ready to start <laughs> in 75. I said, no, I want to hear, want to hear a little bit because, yeah. you know, what you're doing there, um, Destiny now, right? Is the name yes, of the church? Yes, Destiny Christian Center. Uh -huh. You know, to the, for them to, because I was there with Eternal, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Eternal Life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that church. But, yeah. you know, to where you are now and just to right. be able to just pour into the people there and just, and then, like I said, that door that was open, that young man that in, mm -hmm. what is it? Like right. In yes. In 2012, mm -hmm. um, we went to Liberia with one of our, at that time, members mm -hmm. who had been a member for quite a while, but she was from Liberia. Her family was from Liberia. And actually she moved all her, her family from Liberia over here. But she still had such a heart for the Liberian people. And she used to actually send containers of clothes and, and different materials. Even she sent a couple of trucks over there to Liberia. So we went um, in 2012 and it, they had had a um, civil war. So, you know, yeah. it was really depressed, um, holes in the street and just different wow. things. Um, and then um, we kind of hooked up with a church over there. But then the gentleman that we're working with now, which is uh, Nikki's son, Gigi, uh, went to Howard, got his business degree from Howard and moved over there to help the people. And then he proposed that uh, we would build a church, a school and a medical center. He actually bought the land and deeded it over to the church. So then um, I think it was in 2020, or 2019, right before, yeah, 2020, right before COVID, we went mm -hmm. over and we dedicated mm -hmm. the property. And it was amazing because they actually still have 
chiefs and the area where we'll, we're building the, the, the school, the church and the um, medical center, there's no uh, facility out there in that area at all. So the children don't go to school. They just sell with their parents because, you know, they don't have the same social structures that we have over here. If you don't work over there, you don't eat. Wow. And, you know, they don't even have public bathrooms. I've never experienced anything quite like it. You know, okay. there's no electricity or um, it's just very, very different. But even right. that, the people are beautiful, they're, they're kind, they're loving, mm -hmm. and that's the life that they're accustomed to. But in any case, when we um, dedicated the, when we went for the dedication, the chiefs in the area came out crying, saying mm -hmm. that they were so thankful that someone is building uh, in that area to help the children. And, you know, a, a child, it takes a $150 a, a year mm -hmm. to educate one child. Mm -hmm. A teacher only makes $150 a year. Mm -hmm. And most Liberians live on less than a dollar a day. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this boggles our mind. Yeah. So um, God has been faithful and we've already broken ground and, you know, mm -hmm. we're doing all that we can do and fundraising mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to make this thing happen. Amen. But again, it's a door open to make a difference. You know, we, you know, years go by sometime before we see the full manifestation, right. but we know mm -hmm. that God opened it up. He yes. made the way nobody mm -hmm. saw COVID coming and some of this, but in the midst of it, God is still going to be glorified. So we're excited mm -hmm. about that door opening for you and, yeah. and your ministry and, yeah. you know, and we just, we put it in God's hand and just yes. watch him. Finished because all of our desire is just to make a difference. Yeah, make a difference. he does. He okay, does. well, that is awesome. I'm so glad. <laughs> you know, when you, I, I, I know we've talked many times, and again, I didn't remember your connection with Crenshaw, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I know remember Tom Pickens, and you yes. know, and some of the different, right? Uh, yeah, and so uh, just to see what God has done. Mm -hmm. I know you never told me about drugs, Denise. I no, never I never did. <laughs> okay, I never. <laughs> <laughs> that's another spiritual mom, but that's part. Thank God that was in your past. And so, but this was good about conversation. That's why I wanted yes. to go back a little bit right. so people can see when they see our beautiful Denise coming up mm -hmm. and visiting and, and yes, spending yes. time. Right. She's been through some things. She's been yes. some, and so, but God. Yes, but, but God. God. Amen. Yes. And so <laughs> I'm so thrilled about Phil and Glory and all of your children and Thank what God you. is doing. That's I know great. you're enjoying your yeah. grandbabies and just. Yeah. You know, just like me, you know, yeah. God has kept us here. God right. has kept us here for such a time as this. So what would you uh, want to pass on to our audience? Because we've kind of kind of used our time, even mm -hmm. though, you know, there's much more we could probably talk about. But what well, would you want to leave with our audience? I would just say what I've been saying, that God is faithful mm -hmm. and never give up on the dream, the desire, the goal. Uh, don't ever think that whatever situation you find yourself in, you're going to remain there because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And I, I just thank God that um, I'm here today, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, doing what I'm doing, serving him, mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of kids that were my age didn't make it. Yes, I'm still here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Amen. You're here and you're beautiful and, and God has been faithful and he's going to continue. He will. You know? And, and that's, that's what it's all about. Making a difference while we're, mm -hmm. while we're here, you right. know, and not taking it for granted every day that God gives us that we can, it is our theme is winning souls, changing lives and mm -hmm. helping people. And that's what you're doing and it's fulfilling in your life. So please give my love to, to glory and the whole family, Paul. I will. I and, will. You know, Destiny Church. Something Thank else you, you want to share? Seem like you want to say something else. Uh, no, just that you and uh, Pastor Godot have been such blessings to my husband and myself. And when I think of all that you guys have done and accomplished, it just, I don't, I don't know any other way to say it, but it just fills me with pride to know that I, I can follow you as you follow Christ. And you're my, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you're my mom and the Lord. And so right. I so much, you know, I can't say that I want to emulate. I want mm -hmm. to be like you. Of course, mm -hmm. I want to emulate all of your good qualities, mm -hmm. but I also have to be uniquely who God created yeah. me to be. Exactly but right. you have been such a blessing in my life. I know that there were times that I called, mm -hmm. you know, and I really needed some wisdom and guidance. And you have always been there. Mm -hmm. Just such a wonderful mm -hmm. wife, mother, strong, strong woman of God. Mm -hmm. And just thank you, Lord. I, I just thank God for you. Amen. Well, I counted a privilege that God would use me. I, I, I just can't even believe, you know, the birthdays, the years has gone by <laughs> that yeah, we yeah. have been accomplished, the different uh, things that we've gone through over the years to get to where we are. But it's yeah. only by the grace of God and his faithfulness. And and basically, like I always share with you and all my spiritual daughters, you just don't give up. You just right. keep going. And, you know, you you give it to God and for our families because the God is faithful. And I keep leaning on, you mm -hmm. know, the generation mm -hmm. of the upright is blessed. So yes, your mom's generation, which yeah. you put into you, your dad, you know, your family, right. and it's going to be passed down to your, it is passed down to your children yeah. and out yeah. to your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we, it's worth fighting for. And it is. so we want to continually to fight the good fight of faith and win. Amen. So thank you. Thank you so much, audience. I pray that you were blessed by my time with my beautiful daughter. I know that she could go on. I could go on. <laughs> I just uh, like to share with you. I, you know, as we're cutting this off, I cherish what God has done in bringing us together. I thank love you. you and Paul. I love what God is doing in your ministry. You're both mm -hmm. so gifted. You know, I bring up a lot of times when we did some of our uh, love in action. You helped me put yes. together a, a skit one time. Yep. And I want to yep. pull some of that out of you. You know, there's <laughs> abilities that got put right. in us as a family. So yes. as these years are, are, you know, still here, you know, we want to see what all God still wants to do through us together, you Amen. know, as women of God to make a difference. So I love you. I, I love, love you, too. audience. Thank you all Thank for you. being a part of conversations today. And we look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs> on the conversations with Dr. Brenda Goodell. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to Dr. Brenda's YouTube channel to get notifications and to watch past conversations. See you next time.